morning, everybody, and welcome into the Mary Griffith Show on this sunny Thursday, December the 28th at 9.17. Mary Griffith Show is sponsored by Harvest Ridge Coffee. The premier coffees roasted and delivered in small batches, hand-roasted, delivered fresh, either to where you're at or at the uh, nearest convenience store. Just look for the Harvest Ridge uh, label. You'll find it, and you'll have yourself a great cup of coffee. In studio now, Quincy Mayor Mike Trope. Welcome. Glad to have you along, sir. Good morning. How was your Glad Chris- to be here. Yeah, how was your Christmas? I Great. Didn't... You know what? We have a three-year-old granddaughter and a one-year-old grandson. They were both there. I, we figured out the grandson at one is really more into paper, doesn't care about the boxes or anything in the boxes. Uh, but the three-year-old was really excited when she opened up her gift, so it was it was fun. And I bet after they left, it was one of those times where you both were like, I'm glad we don't have that every day. <laughs> yeah, they're great, but they, uh, a three-year-old will wear you out. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I realized that a few years ago watching a friend's child, and it was like, oh, my gosh, I'm so glad I don't have to do this all the time yeah. anymore. It just wears you out. So uh, we are running up on the uh, end of the year. I just wanted to go over uh, Tuesday night's meeting, and uh, the main thing was the fact that uh, the city has uh, executed a buyout clause with a company that had been hired by the previous administration to look for new businesses for the city, uh, Nextside LLC. They'd been having some charges that they were filing. And the last one, I I don't want to say the, the word suspicious, but at the same time, <laughs> for Planet Fitness, when both the developer and the company say, we never heard from them, that that had to have raised flags with you as well. Yeah, you know, it's a um, um, the, the misunderstanding is really in the details of the agreement. Um, the next site agreement with the city is that next site responsibility was to provide potential retailers with more information about Quincy. And they have their record as to what they did with a variety of retailers. There's nothing in the agreement that says they're responsible for introducing a retailer that shows interest in Quincy to any specific developer or property owner. And I think, you know, I was heavily involved with the Target uh, or working with GMX uh, that brought Target into Quincy. And next site was never part of the conversation, okay? But they proved they did send some information to both Target and to GMX, and so it qualified as their activity uh, earning a fee. Um, so there's just several other uh, retailers that are coming to Quincy. It's going to be in the same thing, and we're like, look, uh, we decided uh, a couple months ago we were not going to renew the agreement with Nexite, we looked and selected another firm to help us, uh, and there's no success fee tied with this other firm. So um, I, this is a good way to conclude this contract, uh, move on. It's fair, I think, to the taxpayers uh, and the developers. Uh, so it, it worked out, uh, I think, as well as it could be. Yeah. How did you come up with that fee, like the 65000 How did you come up with that? Was that You know, agreement? they originally, when the city was looking at this, again, before I was involved, uh, they had two options. One, just pay a fee, 
uh, or pay a lower fee with the success fee. And they went with paying the lower fee. We went back and said, well, what if we would have paid just a regular fee and no success fee? And we ended up with a hybrid. And clearly, under the contract, Nexite did perform services, and they did talk to, uh, I, I don't have the count in front of me, but, you know, several dozen retailers, and most of them are still quite interested in Quincy now. They all haven't planted a flag yet, but this earn out would be from January of 24 to January 26. So there's two years that these retailers would come, and technically we would have been obligated to pay something. Right. Next, I would have come and say, hey, yeah. Uh, and I know the new the contract with the new company, which starts next month, right? Yes. This offers the city much more information than what you've been getting from Nexite. I think it'd be more direct uh, relationship, and we get to target specific retailers that we would like to see uh, here. As an example, we've been trying to get hotels uh, to to come into the Quincy market. Well, hotels look at markets differently than a Target or a Kohl's store would. This group knows what information is critical to the hotel developers and operators. At the same time, we also are interested in other retailers, big boxes, like a Macy's. Macy's has a 30,000 square foot store for our size market. Well, again, retail strategies, what is it specifically that we need to package to present to the decision makers at Macy's? Uh, home goods, TJ Maxx has other sister companies. We'd like to get one or two of those to look at the Quincy market as well. Again, our focus is trying to fill the big box stores. You know, you still have the Shopco building, uh, although the, the group that bought them uh, last year, has two or three plans. We haven't heard specifically which one they want to go with or a completely different plan. Uh, the former Sears building is still in discussions with another retailer. That would be a single tenant uh, in talking to Tom Marks, who owns that. So that would be a nice size store. Uh, the former county market building out by 48th and Broadway is available as well. The Neiman family has some plans for that, but they're also willing to take a look at what else we may be able to to bring to the market. Uh, there's other developments further east in the Prairie Trails area. Uh, there's also some other uh, stores that have closed out either around Quincy Town Center and or the um, uh, oh the, the the retail strip along Broadway. There's right. still a few other larger spots that are available. Right, and there's, you know, you mentioned Broadway. There's still open land on Broadway, too. Yes. Yeah, so there's stuff to do that. But at the same time, I, I know that uh, hotel development has uh, always been something that's been on your mind, and it's it's really key for a lot of things for the city to advance and to grow, isn't it? Oh, yeah. You know, our tourism in this area has been up the last two years, and when you, we hear from the Oakley Lindsay uh, executive staff, as well as Holly Kane from the Visitors and Tourism, they've both been approached by groups that really no longer want to have their events in Chicago or Peoria or Springfield. They're looking at smaller community venues like Quincy and the Oakley Lindsay Center. However, they may have 1,200, 1,400 people attend. 
But when you have less than 800 hotel rooms, uh, you're going to get passed over just because of that. Right, right. And it's it's hard enough to, you know, to try to, you know, if, say you want to work with Hannibal for hotel rooms at the same time. The city's losing money. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And But... We've done that. We have different events, both uh, like the swim meet at Sheridan Swim Club in the summer. That uses all of the hotels in Quincy and uh, several in the Hannibal uh, and Northeast Missouri area. So we've had that relationship, and we're glad to do that. Uh, There's other events like that that bring in people from a wider group. But if you're in, uh, depending on the event, you may not want that 30-minute drive to, you know, come to your conference and do that kind of work. Oh, sure. And, but at the same time, are you uh, or have uh, the uh, convention folks, are they starting to mention the fact that, uh, hey, we're going to have a new bridge eventually? And, uh, you know, if you're looking at uh, a hotel, you know, keep that in mind. Sure. Okay. Yeah, we we have that. That's, you know, high in the plan. We still don't have a specific date when that would start, but we do, we have learned in the last few months that both Missouri Transportation and Illinois uh, Department of Transportation both have funding in their budgets uh, for their share of that bridge. Have Missouri increased their share? I heard it was $5 million for a study. There's a study, but to build the bridge, it's a 50-50 Illinois-Missouri project. Right. Yeah, and I know Illinois has set aside what they're considering half right but missouri hasn't yet is there they're in the plan but again they're they focus really on the next year budget versus the three to five year budget but we've been told through the illinois idoc you know communications that we have that both sides are you know synced up working on that project very very nice very nice that's that's good to know there we're at 927 unfortunately we need to take a break at the moment we'll we'll come back to this discussion and a lot more uh i don't know if you heard our news i mentioned the fact that the quincy transit lines and the study and when that'll be introduced yeah, in early january yeah so we wanted to i wanted to get into that more uh when we come back we'll also uh, check get a first look at the uh, commodity prices from the chicago board of trade and the mercantile exchange that's all on the way for you we're at 928 here on the mary griffith show on WTAD. Welcome back to the Mary Griffith Show on this sunny Thursday, the 28th of December. Scott Hardy in for Mary. Alongside is Quincy Mayor Mike Trope. Welcome back, sir. Glad to have you along. Great to be here. Thank yes, you. glad that you are here. Now, uh, one thing that uh, I noticed when uh, Marty Stegeman got up and was talking about, there was a resolution for the city to enter into a three-year contract uh, with the uh, Connecticut company, and it's uh, basically for new software for the bus lines, but it offers something a little bit more interesting than that, too, doesn't it? Yeah, it's going to have an app that will allow users, uh, if they're questioning, gee, did I miss the bus? What, you know, how close is it? Uh, they can be on their app and find out when the next arrival is. So it's uh, a lot of people have been trying to use that, their call in. This will eliminate some of those calls and let people uh, that have the, you know, the phones 
to be able to get it inst- instantly. Yeah, it's it's just like the information that they get from uh, one of the uh, national rideshare companies, basically. Yes. So, uh, and that's and that's done through uh, through a GPS system. Which uh, is that already installed on the buses? Is that right? We have different services throughout our departments that use GPS, uh, but this would be a totally separate one for the transit. Yeah, that's basically on on the city side to make sure you know where they're at in case something were to happen. Yes. Which it actually did in February of this year. <laughs> yes. Yeah, there was an incident in on a Saturday morning in February where uh, somebody decided, oh, I'd like this bus. Let's see where it can go. So That's right. So, but, uh, yeah, and, and just, you know, really the same thing with uh, one of the police department cars when it got broken into, unfortunately, off the lot. Yeah. You guys were able to track that. So, But uh, that uh, also leads into the fact that uh, coming up uh, early next month, uh, there'll be a special meeting uh, about a study that was done earlier this year about the uh, bus routes for the city. Yeah, you know, the the city, our population is pretty, you know, level. Uh, but, you know, we've, we've grown on the east side. And some of the distances that it takes time-wise really haven't improved. And so uh, with this new route study, because I don't think we've had one in 20 years, uh, so a lot has changed in two decades, and that's taking uh, where the people are, not only where they're working, where they're working, where they're living, uh, where they're shopping, and saying, okay, how do we switch this up to up, provide better service? Yeah, uh, Marty mentioned that uh, there might be some significant changes, and uh, not to get too much into it, because I know you want to have that for the 8th, but... Will some routes that are currently in service, may they be changed? They'll be modified. Uh, They'll be tweaked a little bit, nothing significant. The ones that we do have, uh, there will be some tweaking of the routes, but the big change is going to be adding uh, some, some expanded routes and trying to do that to speed the the travel time from going from point A to point B. Okay, okay. Yeah, because uh, really on the east and the southeast side of town, it's uh, have buses have been going out to the town center for a while, but that's kind of been it, hasn't it? Yeah, they've gone out to Walmart, okay. too, so we do have buses that will get out to Walmart. But uh, there's a lot even north-south to go from, like, John Wood uh, to the north end of town and then back to the west side. Uh, some of the students that would be on those buses could take an hour to get from where they live to John Wood. Now in Quincy, Scott, tell me where else it would take you uh, to go an hour in this community? Uh, nowhere. No, yeah. Even if you're stuck on Broadway for a while. Yeah, you're get halfway to St. Louis in an hour. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's things like that that we're trying. We highlighted in the early part of the study. And saying, you know, we've got to cut that time down. Uh, so, again, that's some of what's driving the rates. We've got other people that are walking or riding bicycles to work uh, instead of being able, because the, the, the bus system doesn't get uh, to those employers. So what else can we do? And even though that may not be an hourly uh, requirement, uh, what can we do? to get people to and from work at the shift changes. Right, right. That'll be coming up on January 8th, and it'll be before the city council meeting, called a meeting of the whole. Yes. And about about an hour before the meeting, you think? Something like that, yeah. Okay, all right, then. Because I know you want to have time for 
uh, you know, questions to be asked from the yes. alderman and, and for people to get that information out as well. So, but that'll be coming up on January 8th. Looking forward to uh, covering that as well. So, uh, we're at uh, 937 here. Of course, uh, big news as well. The uh, results of the investigation into the hiring practices was released before the Christmas holiday. Was it, was it about what you expected? You know, I, we weren't sure um, when we, you know, it, it was a year process, which is longer than anybody expected. Mm-hmm. I'm glad it's over. It, it turned out it didn't really find any wrongdoing uh, where there's any further discipline action, you know, that's warranted. But again, you know, why did we do this? Well, when it came up as a concern and the allegations were presented, um, we then presented it with the city attorneys. They say, look, these are serious allegations, but we have a conflict. We can't handle it. So then they referred us to the state's attorney's office. We spoke with Gary Farha, the state's attorney. He agrees, gee, these are serious allegations, but we work with law enforcement, so we have a conflict. We can't take a look at it. Let's go and see if the appellate prosecutor's office can take something like this on. Uh, that was Thanksgiving of a year ago, uh, and it took a while because of the holiday schedules. They came back and said, look, these are serious allegations. Uh, we can't do it because if there's any wrongdoing that, that comes out of it, we're the ones that would have to discipline it. So they said, we can't investigate, but we will review whatever comes of that. And so it left that we had to hire a independent counsel and Rick Stewart was recommended. We talked to him. He had availability. We got a contract with him, I think, sometime in late January. And then there was some delays. And part of that is, uh, you know, the investigator was seeking to get information from a variety of people. Some people responded, you know, more faster than others. Uh, some, you know, didn't uh, cooperate as fast as we would have liked. But I think that's all part of the normal process. Right. And and basically, um, two of the charges were, were, you know, disproven or not proved by the fact that you had wanted to open up the process. Yeah. I, I, they, the, the fire and police commissioners, you know, the year before or the quarter before hired a new uh, fire chief. The fire chief process was dictated more by the state level of the fire chiefs. Police is a little bit more custom uh, or customized to your local community. And so they wanted to take a look at that. I think the the, the then current chief, Copley, was looking at uh, making some changes or recommendations. They then brought me in, what do you think? And uh, so I, I, I did get a voice in that process, which I appreciated. Uh, like everything else, they didn't take everything I wanted, but they they listened, and we, and we ended up with uh, you know some modifications. Right, right, and I know that there is going to be, uh, or at least there was talk of forming a subcommittee to oversee the the process with the fire and police commissioners. Is that going to be any sort of a conflict? Because I mean, they're supposed to be independent, the the commissioners. Yeah, the the city council is the only body that has the power to make any of those changes. So as a you know municipality, as a home rule community, uh, the 14 aldermen have the power to tweak things. 
Uh, I don't know where they are. We had an alderman uh, made a motion a couple weeks ago where I'm following up with uh, a couple of the committee chairs that he, you know, indicated, gee, maybe they would be willing to take a look at it. And hopefully in a week or so we'll get something uh, to begin that review. Yeah, and that would just be basically that committee meeting with the police and fire commissioners. I just wonder how much of that, uh, because it, they're talking about hiring practices, how much of that would be an open session and how much of it would be an executive session. That's always up to the attorneys. <laughs> well, that is true. Yeah. That is that is very, very true. All right, we're at 942. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about, uh, we're going to try to uh, cast a ball and, you know, crystal ball and look into the future to, uh, you know, look at two uh, things, what could happen in 2024 and beyond. That's on the way for you here. On the Mary Griffith Show, I'm Scott Hardy in for Mary with our guest, Quincy Mayor Mike Trope. More on the way on WTAD. Welcome back to the Mary Griffith Show. Scott Hardy in for Mary at 944. Of course, the Mary Griffith Show is sponsored by Harvest Ridge Coffee, available at a store near you. Our guest is Quincy Mayor Mike Trope. Welcome back. Glad to have you along. And I'd like for you to kind of uh, like cast some predictions or things that uh, you are interested in seeing being done in 2024. They're like uh, legislative items that you want to see passed. Uh, initiatives that you would like to uh, start, anything that you want to complete, things like that. Yeah, no, I think we're on a good track record. Uh, Retail, sales tax, all, you know, taxes are uh, continuing to be steady. Uh, We think the retail sales, uh, as we grow our retail community, is going to possibly even grow, and that's a good thing for municipalities. Uh, the welcome, I'm sorry, the Eagle's Nest, you know, with their new owners, they're continuing their renovations. They plan on opening up 84 rooms um, sometime in May of 2024. Uh, I'd like to get at least one other new hotel announced to be building somewhere in Quincy. Uh, the We've got some road projects. Uh, Broadway will have a major uh improvement, uh, not for the entire, you know, three miles, but a, a section of that will be happening sometime this summer and fall. Uh, that was going to be welcomed by anybody that uses Broadway. And then housing. I think our housing, uh, we've had a good uh, jump in infill housing this year. Uh, we've got several more developers talking to our uh, you know, building uh, for permits and planning, et cetera. So I'm hoping that's going to continue. Uh, you know, we've got a lot more needs in that area, but we, we're getting good developers to step up and make commitments uh, for their expansions. And hopefully we can get another uh, uh, big box or two uh, retailers, you know, selecting Quincy as a another home for for their operations right i would i would i would assume that if you're talking to hotels the fact that there's going to be a brand new bridge that's going to open up here just a couple of blocks away from our studios uh hopefully within the next six to eight years hopefully cross your fingers uh i would think that would be a help as a way to just say hey we've got a new bridge and we've 
got some open land that are going to yeah, be nearby. I think, Scott, the other side on the hotels is in the last two years, our hotel operators that are operating today have set new records for their average dollar per day per room that they've ever had in these operations. So the supply-demand, uh, there are still people coming to town for the various activities and events. Um, you know, they're here. Uh, private business, they can, they don't have to discount those rooms to the rock bottom prices. They're able to keep the price, which helps drive that average dollars per day. So I think uh, that opens up the opportunity for some other, you know, facilities, other operators to add, you know, 100 rooms here and there. Right, right, which would, which would, uh, you know, in the end help boost the overall room count. Well, and, and don't forget, it wasn't that far in the past that Quincy had a, a thousand hotel rooms. And so we're down below 800 now. Uh, you know, I'd love to get back to 1,000 rooms, and I'd like to get to 1,200, 1,400 rooms uh, as the demand continues to grow. Right. It's just finding the companies who are going to want to hopefully take some existing properties here on, you know, along the river and, yeah. and modify them. And that must, that's probably a little bit of a harder task than people might think. Yep. No, they're all challenges. Yeah. So we're continuing to work at it, and I think we, we've got a decent start with it. You know, the one thing I've learned in the last two years, uh, government works, uh, but it's slow, and it's hard to speed things up. But the good thing is government works. Right. And we're going to continue to, uh, you know, push and prod and see if we can't get uh, you know new projects completed in a timely manner. How on track is the city with the suggestions it gave to IDOT for uh, Illinois 57 uh, to widen it, to make it one way in the city, and then to widen it to four lane. Are they still receptive on that idea? Yeah, they are. We should be hearing back from that. Now that the bridge has been finalized with the York Street uh, approach into Quincy, uh, 57 is going to be the next thing to come up. I know this summer the bypass around Marblehead is planned, and so that will be a when they replace the bridge just north of Marblehead, uh, the bypass will go along the west side there, and that will help speed traffic up, uh, you know, on that route. Yeah, it will. And then, you know, I know eventually the goal is to make it four lane and then hopefully raise it up as well. Yes. Because keep it out of the floods. Yeah, exactly. Everybody ha- kind of has the joke when it when it floods. Oh, look, there's Lake Marblehead. But it can be a big deal when you're yeah. trying not to slow down. Well, and the industrial activity on the south end of Quincy along 57, where Prince, Huber, uh, ADM's got a couple operations down there, there are some uh, significant plans from ports, you know, river ports. Uh, railroad has a, a couple of plans with bringing cargo, containerized cargo uh, there that can be loaded on the barge, unloaded on trucks, and sent around here. Uh, and I, I think even like unit trains uh, to expand because they see an increase in volume. Uh, and so they're looking at what can we do to increase the spur lines uh, here in the south you know, area. And that's going to bring even more truck traffic. Uh, which puts more demand on 57. Right, right. And plus the fact that, uh, you know, probably within a few years, w- there's going to be a competing port right across the river. 
with Marion and Rawls County. Is that yeah, I don't know how fast that's going to come. Uh, we, we hear conflicting stories about it, but there are so many different ports planned uh, north of Louisiana, Missouri, up to Burlington. So uh, <clears throat> they, they show each community has shown that there's, there's a growing need, and barge transportation is some of the least expensive that's available. Yeah, and it's a it's a good sign. It's a good uh, fact that uh, the work is almost done on on elevating Quincy's port and the Mid America port. So that's almost done. So that's farther along in the process than yep. anybody else. So. Yep. Right. Yeah, and since you know ADM has their port, the city made improvements this last year on the city dock, and that's doing quite well, and has much more room for growth capacity wise so uh, you know we're trying to stay ahead of all the industrial activity yeah we're uh, coming up on 952 our guest is quincy mayor mike trope here on the mary griffith show have you gotten a have you uh kind of keep kept an eye i know that's handled in the in the treasurer's office and the comptroller's office about uh you know tax receipts each month i was just wondering if you had an idea how well target is doing Ever since they opened up, we've got the first uh, report with their sales tax. You know that gets submitted, you know, months after their actual activity. But uh, clearly, and we've talked to Heather, who's the store director here at the Quincy Target, and she confirms they're quite happy with where they are. Uh, they will be one of the leading retailers in this market uh, after they get, you know, uh, everybody fully aware that they're here and confirm all the products and act, you know, what that you can buy there at the store. So they're doing well. I believe they're ahead of plan for their, this store and they're, they're not happy with where they are. They want to continue growing that. Well, that's good news as well for us. And, and I think just as important, we haven't seen a downtick in any of the other retailers. So it, it clearly confirms uh, so far with the limited information that we have that the target uh, location has, in fact, brought more shoppers to to this community. Now, some of that is the people here don't have to travel two hours to get to a Target store. They can stay here and go to Target. But we're also getting other people that may live 75 miles away uh, to come to Quincy to shop instead of whatever location they have been going to. Yeah, and in the end, that benefits the city because it uh, grows the tax base. It benefits the city government as well because of the Absolutely. agreement that you have as well. So, yep. uh, you know, which, you know, <laughs> lets you do things like uh, always working on the streets, which is a bedeviling problem for the city. But uh, also wanted to get back to Broadway. That's uh, going to be quite the project this summer because not only are you as the state going to be working on Broadway, city is also going to be working on it, too. Yeah, we've got some water mains that need to be relocated. Uh, right now, a lot of the water mains between 12th and 24th, 20, probably 30th Street, actually closer to 24th, a lot of the water mains there are really in the middle of that where that turn lane is along Broadway. We will have to, when we replace that, we will end up moving it under one of the sidewalks either north or south side. I don't know that the utilities department has, you know, reached a conclusion as to which side is going to be the best to move it for. But So that's going to be a major project and interrupt some traffic, but the end result uh, 
will be a significant improvement for the community. Yeah, it will. And uh, Broadway is going to be a uh, couple of years project because the state of Illinois wants to uh, fix it up, I believe, from 12th all the way out to 30th and then 30th all the way out to the bypass. Right. So it would be at least a two-year project. You're right. Yeah. Um, it's not going to help anybody who's wanting to uh, turn from 12th on to Broadway, especially if they're wanting to go east there. It's not going to help that. It would be temporary. Yeah. I mean, it, it's not going to make that that intersection any wider than it is be, because yeah. of the building there on, I believe, the uh, southeast corner. But still, you know, it'll yeah. be a smoother surface for everybody. So, yeah, uh, get that ready as go. But, uh, again, replacing the pipes, that's something that the city has to do. Correct. Yeah, there's uh, the lead water pipes, but the other side, you know, we get this time of year – we're starting to see crack pipes because of the thawing and freezing and uh, some of these pipes, most of which we end up replacing. We're finding a, a, a high percentage of them were installed originally in like the 1890s. So they've been there a long time, and uh, the material doesn't hold up forever. Uh, so we get in and try to replace that as quick as we can, you know, uh, do a patch job, and uh, that's – Whatever lead water pipes are attached to that, we go and take care of those while we already have a hole dug. Exactly. Yeah, and it's and it's mandated now by by the state and federal governments to do that anyway. And they kind of threw you a curveball because they sped up the process. Yes. Yeah, we have 10 years, which you think, gee, that's a lot of time. But there are 6,000 lead water pipes in Quincy that we know of today. And we've been replacing 100, maybe 200 pipes so far. And that's over the last two years, maybe three. So to do 6,000, um, we need more contractors that have the capability and the equipment to, to do that kind of a project. And uh, something like that. It, it's basically on the city's west side. Yes. Is because that's, you know, that's where... The oldest part of our community. Yeah, the oldest part of it. So, And I guess you're needing citizens' help in a way to kind of notify the city, hey, I'd like to... You know, I'd like you to do this, you know, because they have to set up a time to have the inside of their house looked at to see if there's any lead pipes in there as well. Yeah, they've done that. As as we go down areas, uh, we notify them, and we find out we only have to replace the water pipe to the entrance of the house, so we don't have to get into, you know, residences uh, to do that, but we do give them the notice to let them know uh, when we're coming, when we're going to do that, so it's not a surprise. Yeah, uh, hopefully it's not too much of a problem because I know some uh, folks in some of the uh, homes on the west side, you know, that money is going to, you know, even replacing that bit of pipe in their home, it's going to be a bit of a challenge. I hope they yep. go ahead and take care of that still anyway because it impacts on your health. So Sure. Uh, any last things you would like to say in the minute or so that we have left, sir? No, I just, uh, we've got a lot going on. There's, uh, I'm, I'm very pleased with what we've been able to accomplish. I hope everybody has a, a safe and healthy uh, New Year's and celebrate, but, you know, be, be prudent with uh, your decisions. Yeah. And as to uh, any news about you running, I realize you've already said that, that, well, you've got some time yet before you decide. Yeah, you know, 2024, we're just coming up to 2024, and there's a lot of, uh, you know, elections uh, nationally, statewide, and even locally. The city elections don't happen until 2025. 
So it's like, you know, let's give this next election cycle the attention that they need and the voters can focus on that. And I'll clearly make a decision well in enough time, uh, you know, about uh, my choices and moving forward at 2025. Okay. All right. I, I, I figured as much. So I just wanted to have you say that so folks would hear it. Yeah. It's always a pleasure. Thank you so much for being Thank on you, with Scott. us. Thank you, Scott. You betcha. Quincy Mayor Mike Trope, and I will see you next Tuesday when yes. the next meeting is held. Excellent. Not, not Monday, but Tuesday because of the New Year's holiday. So uh, looking forward to that. Thank you very much, sir. Appreciate it very, very much. Uh, always a pleasure to be with you here on the Mary Griffith Show. Scott Hardy in for Mary. Coming up, uh, we will have a best of edition that will be coming your way on Friday when Mary is out again, but then Mary will be back, I believe, on Monday, so uh, for the New Year's Day. So, uh, folks, have yourself a great day. Stay tuned. Uh, Dave Ramsey is next here on WTAD. It's 10 o'clock.